if you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. I'm Madison Taylor. I'm Daryl Taylor. And we're the T-Squared Podcast. Today, we are sponsored by John Hopkins. They are today's leading mental and physical caretakers of the United States. Their efforts in providing care to those who need it is unbeatable. They are there for you no matter what the situation is. As a previous patient myself, I can truthfully say they will do whatever it takes to help you get better, all while keeping a super friendly environment. They easily become your temporary home away from home and welcome you right in. Whatever your need may be, John Hopkins is the place to be. Today, Daryl and I will be discussing Dave Cullen's famous book, Columbine, which has won the Edgar Goodreads Choice and Discover Awards and has been on the New York Times Notable List as well as the 24 Major Year-End Best List. Back in the time the text was written in 2010, little to no training was done regarding school shootings. Now, however, there is lots of training and protocols. Do you think there would have been less deaths if they decided not to do a perimeter and just go in? I don't think there would have been less deaths. There could have been, but we'll never know for sure. It didn't happen, so we can't say if there would have been less deaths. Uh, it was a big school, so if they did go in, they would have had to search a pretty large area. And you never know, they could have changed their outfits. They could have locked themselves in a room and pretended to hide. You just don't know what would have happened. They also might have started to shoot more and cause more damage if they knew the cops were in there, since they clearly see the cops as a threat. They also might have decided to do a little hostage situation if the cops went in there, which then the cops would feel responsible for the death of that child or teacher if a hostage situation did occur and the killers did go through with killing that hostage. Do you think their lack of training cost lives? I do think their lack of training costs lives, but I don't think the lack of training can fully be held responsible for the amount of deaths. I think there was definitely a better way to go about it, but at the time, training for school shootings wasn't common as school shootings themselves weren't common, so... I don't think anything can really fully be done to prepare for it, so I don't think their lack of training is fully held accountable. I also think that with the school shootings, if they're going to happen nine times out of ten, they're going to happen. I know a lot of them were thwarted early on in the process, but the training for the actual cops is always a fluid situation and all are handled differently, and it just seems like it will be a tough decision to blame the cops for something that they did or didn't do. I would agree. I would agree. Do you think the U.S. has improved regarding preparation for school shootings? I do think we have improved in how we tell our cops to respond, how quickly we respond, what the students in the building do once they find out. But like like Daryl said, I don't think you can ever be fully prepared for a school shooting And I don't think there's any way to ever fully prevent school shootings from happening, which is unfortunate, but it is the truth. Cullen relies so much on pathos. I think Cullen relied so much on pathos due to the fact that this is a school shooting. Um, I don't think you can talk about a school shooting 
without bringing up emotion, considering it's a fairly emotional event and a traumatic event. So most of the things you talk about are going to have to do with emotion. I think it really strengthened his argument to fully rely on pathos because his audience is a largely emotional group. Us being young adults, we're pretty emotional. And so him kind of taking advantage of our emotions makes us rely on his statements and just to believe them since we're just so emotional and just so into what he's saying due to the emotion. So I think he really had a strong argument there. But I also think the fact that Dylan and Eric's reasoning for the school shooting was due to their emotions and due to their mental health. I think he um, wanted to add a touch of that into his own writing and discuss the mental health aspect, which obviously plays on pathos. How much did you rely on logos? So since a school shooting is obviously a crime and he was trying to discuss why such a crime happened he needed facts like it's a crime you need facts to prove what you're trying to state and if he just relied on emotion people would be like oh yeah emotion but where are your facts backing this up and he was trying to disprove an argument that it was due to bullying so he really needed those facts since he was providing a counter argument so without those facts, his counterargument would be dull and invalid. How did he rely on ethos? So for ethos, he tended to use people of high authority, whether he speak of them highly or not. He still used people who had authority because if he would have used some Joe Schmo off the road, his point wouldn't be valid. He needs people with authority so that his points have some sort of credibility behind them, which then give his argument credibility as well. How did this strengthen his argument? So all of these strengthened his arguments because combined, they provided a seamlessly perfect argument. He played all the aspects well and to the right effects by considering his audience, considering his topic, considering just everything in general, he really played each part right in reference to what he wanted to talk about. Why did Colin adapt the stylistic choice of going into specific detail, but not full detail? So I think Colin decided to go into specific detail, but not full, de full detail, so that he could choose things to discuss later and talk more about, like the myths and the whole Cassie situation. He didn't mention Eric and Cassie's conversation when he first addressed the shooting. He waited until later so that he could go into a lot more detail about the church aspect, about the accusations that it wasn't true, and then the fact that the police came out with evidence that it in fact was not true. So it gave him room to discuss some stuff later on in more detail, which also had some important stuff in it. I also think it made it more suspenseful. He was telling you the full story, but not the entire full story. So you were still intrigued and wanted to keep reading to find out about the stuff he had um, purposely left out. I think it also might have allowed for him to leave out some things that he wasn't fully sure about or didn't have enough evidence to fully state. 
because he worked so hard to credit himself in other aspects. He didn't want to discredit himself in something silly. He had enough information to provide a good retelling of what happened. He didn't want to risk discrediting himself by adding a minor detail when he really had a full story that he could already tell. How did the diction regarding Eric differ from the diction regarding Dylan? Eric was a psychopath, according to Cullen. He was a lot more violent and kind of weird based off of Cullen's diction, whereas Dylan was a more respectful but shy kid. And he was depressed and sad, but he really valued love, whereas Eric was careless and just kind of hated everything. And so... Cullen kind of created this picture through his diction that Eric was this psychopath and Dylan was just this depressed little kid who followed him around and played follow the leader. Um, Cullen says Eric planned and bought most of the stuff that they would use. And so little snippets like that made Cullen kind of seem biased and that he didn't like Eric, but kind of did like Dylan. He use specific diction that made Dylan almost seem innocent. He would always state how Dylan wasn't fully accepting this idea until the very end, if he even did at the very end. So the diction there was very clearly different. And I think he might have done this to display their mental health issues and how they differ and how a psychopath would act versus how somebody who is depressed would act, or maybe he just had something out for Eric and just didn't like Eric. I feel that uh, Colin played on a, I'd say an American stereotype, I'm not sure if that's the word, but uh, the leader and follower was what he played on there because he played, obviously Eric is the leader and Dylan is the follower. And I think he also played on the American heartstrings that America loves and is forgiving and to the point where if you painted Eric to be so mean and Dylan as the follower, I think Americans are compassionate and felt felt for Dylan a lot more than they did for Eric, which I think is the action that that Cullen was trying to portray. Why did Cullen make mental health such a big deal? In 2010, when this was written, mental health wasn't as big of a deal as it is now. Uh, thankfully it's a bigger deal now, but back then I think he really included it not only to prove his point that it wasn't because of bullying and that it was because of mental health, but also to raise awareness about something that wasn't really taken seriously back then. Uh, fortunately it wasn't taken seriously, but I think that is why he added it. Um, it also provided a more logistical reasoning and more hard evidence for their actions whereas saying oh they just got bullied isn't really hard evidence saying somebody is a psychopath gives them a much more hard reason for their actions and explains their actions a lot more i think it also displays obviously why we should take mental illnesses a lot more seriously considering it led to a mass shooting I think it makes you also feel some sort of sympathy that they struggled with a mental illness so much that they decided this was the only 
way to go about their mental illness. So it makes you thankful we have treatment and therapy and all that for people who have mental illnesses now and that people don't have to resort to a mass shooting to succeed in their life goals or what they think are their life goals. In regards to some final thoughts we have, just be kind. They hid their mental illnesses so well. One was a literal psychopath and one had depression and yet nobody knew. Um, So somebody could just be having a bad day and you wouldn't know. They could hide depression and being a psychopath. So someone could easily hide having a bad day from you. But all you have to do is be nice. Be that one one reason that they get through the day, you know, or in larger cases, don't do something like a school shooting, something very traumatic, all because they didn't have somebody there for them or didn't have somebody to be nice to them. Also, I'm going to reflect on an old military saying, see something, say something. If you see someone that's got some issues in their life and you can see this, need to go to someone, a counselor or a friend or a professional and not just turn the cheek and walk away. It's the thing a lot of people do nowadays. They don't want to get involved with people. They don't want to go out of their way and waste their time. And it all it could take is just one little meeting with this person and just get them to change their path. And it's- Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed or just took something valuable from this. We really enjoyed making this and had a lot of fun. Um, It was definitely something we felt needed to be discussed, and I'm glad we discussed all the things we did. This is T-Squared signing off.